we're the manufacturer, we keep enough leather in stock, we have the employees and the capacity that, you know, we can get most things done within 10 business days and, and you know, anything bigger within 30. And, and that, that means something to our dealers. The Uniformer. Insights and interviews into the people and companies that drive the markets for uniforms, image apparel, and public safety equipment. The Uniformer is a production of the Network Association of Uniform Manufacturers and Distributors, the NAUMD. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the NAUMD Uniformer podcast. Today, we are excited to have TJ Valentino from Boston Leather with us. TJ, hello, and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Good morning, Jeff. I'm TJ Valentino. I work at Boston Leather in Sterling, Illinois. And we supply mostly belts, but leather belts and accessories for police, fire, industrial, postal. We we basically cut and sew leather, but mostly for the uh, you know law enforcement and firefighters. So is that really considered your core your core business uh, element? Is that public safety? Yep, that is our focus. We do have a handful of men's casual belts that uh, you know we're we're good at making belts, so that's part of our line. But our, our main focus is is public safety, postal, um, and then the industrial uniform accounts. So give us an idea, if you could, a little bit of the square footage, the number of employees. I mean, what does it look like in Sterling, Illinois? Well, we're about 15,000 square feet is the building. And we built it in 1999 uh, when we moved out from Chicago. And we are at right around 40 employees and it's it's really just a nice clean environment it's you know comfortable in the winter you know sure. it, it, we do the we do cutting and sewing so it's not heavy industrial and you are a dealer direct company correct we are yes we we don't sell direct at all if you go to our website um there's there's no shopping cart or anything it's there for information for us to support our dealers and get the end user the information they need tj in addition to that that public safety um emphasis i mean what what is the hallmark in addition to that of of your company i mean is there something that you've kind of found as a niche that you've carved out a specialty on over the decades? You know, I think for us, it's it's just serving a market that isn't, you know, as big as it is to us, it's really not big in the grand scheme of things. So if a new flashlight comes out for a police officer or a new radio for a firefighter, those are things that we can develop quickly, a holder for those um, and get it out into the market and really sell a very relatively small amount of, we can still make money at it. And, you know, being a manufacturer in the U.S., you know, we're able to offer those things that other people wouldn't look at. So well, I appreciate that. So in terms of, you know, this is interesting to me, in terms of back orders, you're really a comp- company that you don't really have too many back orders because you manufacture to the order if you if you need to, correct? We do. I mean, our, our model is we have pretty good inventory of items and we're the manufacturer. So we keep a lot of leather, you know, raw leather in stock that we can then turn into a product. So even if it's not in stock, I mean, if we have a couple of items that happen to not be in stock for an order, you know, if we're shipping out within, you know, five to 10 business days, that item is going to come through production well before the order is going out. And, you know, we're going to have it because we can make it. So the order goes out complete. Uh, Well, that's, listen, that is a 
um, silver lining to a relationship with any dealer because how you know I've been in this game for 35 years and you know the terminology you know ship at once and cancel back orders you know off the order is something that we have a discussion about you know all the time so that's really uh, that's really an element that's not in- indigenous to your business. There are no back orders that you cancel off. I mean, because you make them, right? Yeah, that's that's a big, big plus, especially in the you know public safety uh, uniform space, because you know a lot of these officers are depending and and personnel are depending on that product to do their you know daily job. So if they have to wait a couple extra days, at least they know they're going to get it, which is, which is great. Yes. So what is your, you know, your, um, your title over there is, is vice president, correct? Of operations or? Yeah, just vice president. It's a small company. So, you know, wear many hats. So what is your, what's an average day look like uh, to you? I mean, how does it start? How does it go? What's it, what's it, what's the rhythm of it? You know, we're, we're recording this at the beginning of a month. So beginning of the month is all financial stuff. You know, you're getting bank statements, you're getting reports out to people, you're seeing how the last month was. Um, so that that's really the beginning of the month. You know, end of the month is, you know, you're you're getting orders out the door, making sure everything's cleaned up, everyone's taken care of. And then as the month goes along, it's, you know, it, it's everything from your, you know, daily operation things to trade shows and dealing with an end user that might have an issue. It's really whatever comes in, but, you know, keeping things going. Um, I'm lucky enough that at Boston Leather, we have a really good team. So as far as opening up in the morning, it's not something I have to do anymore. And, you know, the the, the team, you know, the the team and managers get things going and everyone's working and everything flows kind of the way it should. So a lot of my job is going and doing things that, you know, maybe is above them or, you know, I need to, that, that would be my thing to push through. The engine is tuned up and, uh, and you know, the, everything's on all cylinders. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're very lucky that way. And, you know, the, being the manufacturer, it does give you more control. So it's not easy, but um, when you have good people, you know, things get done, you know, even though it, it, it might not be easy. You know, uh, TJ, we look back on uh, the, the the segment of time from 2020 to 2023, or we're in 2023 now. And, you know, there's really been a lot of um, a lot of marketplace conditions, a lot of global conditions, supply chain elements, so many things have changed and so many things have affected our businesses. You know, what's really changed for Boston Leather as a result of of what we've gone through the last three years? A lot of people have gotten more efficient. So you do, uh, you know, more with less. So we're actually uh, about 40 people. We were up to 48 um, before COVID. Um, Our sales are about the same, but uh, we're we're down to 40 people just doing more with, with less. And it's not overwhelming anybody, which is nice. So we've gotten more efficient. I believe, you know, I really feel that we have better relationships with our suppliers. We got through with some supply chain issues, but we were never shut down because of supply chain. Uh, we, you know, we've got good partners, and I think those relationships have gotten stronger. So you know, all the way around, we've gotten a little bit better. So in addition to to picking up efficiencies and learning how to be more efficient, were there any other internal operational things that changed that that you actually had to kind of pivot to or react to based on being shut down and based on the things that we had facing us? Well, I mean, with shutdown, we we definitely switched from having as much inventory as we used to, to making things more to order only because we wanted to make sure we had the leather in stock to make whatever we needed as opposed to 
you know, having it into a belt when it needed to be a handcuff case. But we're we we are now back to having a full stock and uh, and a lot of leather in in stock, but we're comfortable with our supply and and that you know we're okay keeping a good inventory of finished product and having enough leather to you know make product for items that come in. Certainly, being able to operate with forty people rather than forty eight, I mean that's a big that's a big cost savings to any company. And uh, have have you found did you um, did a lot of people through attrition leave the company? Did you have to recruit new personnel and retrain in, in new personnel, or or is this nucleus kind of been with you for a while? We have a lot of people have been with us for a long time, and they stayed. And that was you know that's been great. So that really helped us get through things. It, you know, like everybody, we had people who, you know, left for other jobs. Um, there was a lot more turmoil over the past couple of years than than normal. We've been able to replace people, you know, like anything. Some people last, some people don't. Just recently, it, it seems like we're finding good people who want to work and who are, you know, at, at least staying longer than a few months. Always nice to be able to have that type of a, an employee work pool and, and to have that stability, you know. So, so TJ, what do you find? to be uh, the most challenging condition to overcome, you know, at the tail end of 2023? Well, for us, um, we're at the point of dealing with our larger customers and smaller customers and the communication that's needed for everybody is forcing us to um, do things like implement EDI. We are going to, you know, create a new website to hopefully get more information out there for not only our dealers, but the end users to answer the questions they need. But, you know, getting the information that everybody needs um, so we can communicate back and forth and uh, things move smoothly because everyone's doing more with fewer people. As long as that communication is open um, and we have the questions answered, we're going to have a much better relationship with our customers and with the end users. Well, I'm really uh, glad you highlighted uh, communication, TJ. That certainly is an essential element to uh, you know making business relationships healthier. I mean, your customers are, information's key. And to get it quickly, to get it you know, bottled up all together to be able to switch to EDI if that's going to assist their business and, and, you know, to have a website that's more communicative. I mean, those are just great tools in today's world. And uh, so I applaud you for for uh, embarking on that. That's great. Um, when you look, you know, when you really look at your business and the relationship you have with the dealer community, you have a platform today to say something to them. What would you consider to be the most important message you could convey in this podcast today to any listener who might use your uh, use your company. You know, I think you know if if, if I'm promoting Boston Leather um, or you know really anybody, but you know especially for us being a small family business that manufactures in the U.S., I, I think what's good about us and in, in dealing with somebody like us is that we can get people the items they need and the quantities they need. So there's not huge minimums. You know, we're going to try and react to the market and take care of, you know, the the smaller end of the market where, you know, we're not doing shirts and pants and shoes that, you know, is, is a larger part of a uniform program. You know, we're doing the smaller parts. And for us, that's what we're good at. Oh, very good. Thank you. What uh, do you consider, you know, to be the horizon for this industry, TJ? I mean, where do you see the the public safety uniform industry going is there any directional changes are there any 
big pivots ahead that you see or it's hard to see big pivots but it you know it's a fairly steady industry that has been nice to work in because it's not changing every other week there's there's new uniforms for you know if if you're doing police and fire that that's pretty standard and doesn't change as quickly as a, a hotel but yeah, as far as the industry as a whole, there's opportunities for anything from hotels and airlines to a, you know a small rural police department or fire department. You know we we serve all of that, and the industry as a whole serves all of that. There's different players in it, and and you know I believe the industry is going to keep uniforms. People like them. It seems that again with communication, you want to know you know who's. Who's the employee at the company? Who's serving you? Who's helping you? And a lot of people like wearing a uniform because then they don't have to think about what they're wearing to work. You know, they, they have they have their uniform they're wearing to work. Very good. Well, you know, it's also interesting that you don't really have to battle that fashion element of the uniform space where, you know, a lot of uniform companies that make apparel, you know, they've got to kind of keep up with the trends and, you know, keep, keep um, you know, manufacturing or designing things that, you know, look and feel like today's world, whereas your business is really, you know, you're more, maybe I'm wrong in saying this, but you're more function oriented or, or, you know, you're tethered to that functionality more than you are any type of fashion for sure. Yeah. I mean, we're much more in workwear We're you know, we're, yeah, we, we function. I do go to plenty of trade shows for people who supply to us. And um, a lot of it are, performance fabrics and things like that, that the, uh, you know, the shirts and pants and shoes are going to be made out of. And then the accessories like a leather belt is just nice, standard, straightforward, and something that can be added onto that uniform. So just uh, if you could uh, comment a little bit on finesse. I mean, a lot of people don't use that word in our space, but, you know, in the leather world, you've got a lot of finishing elements that, you know, you've got a lot of things that in in essence, it's bottled up under the, uh, you know, finesse umbrella. Talk about that a little bit, if you could. Well, and, and when you say finesse, it almost sounds, you know, a lot more exact, and in the leather world, you know, the tolerances are not what they are in the flashlight world. So our finesse is not as pretty as, you know, machining aluminum. But um, what we do, for instance, in a firefighter radio holder, we don't want to offer five different radio holders for the, the different versions of a radio. But a firefighter's radio might come with uh, a screen and then another version of the same thing as a screen and a keypad. So we're going to put you know those versions in there. But if it has three different batteries that it's offered with, we our finesse is saying, okay, let's make a radio holder that fits all three batteries. So when a firefighter buys a radio holder, that holder is going to fit the different batteries that come with that radio. And they don't have to have three different versions of that radio holder. We're going to try and get it to fit all three. And those are things that we have to look at to see, you know, what the radio company is offering as far as, you know, different sizes and, you know, where I guess the finesse would be is where's the microphone? Is there noise canceling? You know, where where there has to be an opening on the radio holder for the radio to function. That's where we have finesse. Kudos to you. You have a really nice two-page section in your price guide that really uh, breaks down that radio holder industry for somebody, you know, for your customers to look at and say, hey, this is this is what I need to fit this particular application. So kudos to you and anybody listening. It's really, uh, that's a nice little 
uh, tool that you've put together in the price sheet. Um, TJ, I, you know, for everybody listening, if they don't, if they're not that familiar with you or your company, just um, if you could rewind the clock a little bit. And when we talk about building a company, there's a cornerstone that most companies are built on. What what would you convey as being the cornerstone of Boston Leather? Delivering. Yeah, we we wouldn't have grown um, with without being able to deliver. So even for our largest projects, we try to say, you know, we can get almost anything done within 30 days. There certainly are some things that we've gotten uh, that are bigger than that, that require more leather that has to be ordered. So then we uh, will work with the customer to have a timeline of, you know, fitting that into production. But for, you know, 99% of what we do, we're the manufacturer, we keep enough leather in stock, we have the employees and the capacity that you know we can get most things done within 10 business days and and you know anything bigger within 30 and and that that means something to our dealers um you know they don't have to buy a case of something you know when it comes to shirts and pants it really makes sense to you know whatever however many come in a box that's what you're going to order because really that's most efficient for everybody when it comes to somebody needing a special radio holder for a certain radio they don't they don't need to buy a box full of them. They just, they might need one or five. And that's something that we can pack up, ship out and take care of them. Got relatively uh, small minimum order sizes. Is that correct? We do. For us, we we like a $75 minimum order and, you know, we will do a small order fee if it's, if it's below that. But yeah, $75 minimum is is a very low minimum. Very good. So when you look at uh, the next couple of years, I mean, you've mentioned the website, you've mentioned uh, EDI, which is a big, uh, you know, big undertaking for sure. Uh, are there any other things that as a company you're, um, you've got on the chalkboard as being something you want to tackle the next two years in terms of innovation or in terms of you know, new directions? Uh, you know, I'm always going to trade shows, looking at different materials that are out there. Um, so far, leather has been it's just very consistent and something we're good at. There's a few other things that we're, you know, looking at like some coated webbings and, and whatnot. And if our customer comes to us and says, I want a belt made out of a certain material, we'll certainly look to do that. But for us going forward, uh, you know, it's it's getting better and better at what we do so that we can remain competitive. So that's that's the most important thing is not to lose sight of that. And then, you know, again, look for new materials, you know, possibly move into some nylon items a little bit more than we are now. Uh, the Molly system is very popular for, for police officers um, so that, you know, that could be something we add. Uh, but we we do cut and sew. So if, if somebody needs, uh, you know, we, we do some things that, you know, you wouldn't think. We, we make a leather holder for a tuning key for a harp. Well, you know, th those are things that we can do and it, it's not a, a normal item, but business like that is are, are things that we're looking at. We've got quite an array of product. I mean, from everything from, you know, badge holders to minimalist wallets, you've got checkbooks, you've got, I mean, coasters, there's a lot of cool things you do for the, even for the PPAI community, you know, the, uh, that, that can be, you can put a logo on it and, you know, bingo, you've got something really cool that you can hand out to your customers or, uh, employees in terms of, you know, passing on the logo in a piece of leather, right? Yes. And, you know, the, the men's casual belts are always something that we really like. It's great leather. It's just, it, it's what people need. And if they, you know, look at Boston leather and say, 
hey, they make a really nice men's casual belt. Maybe we'll, you know, try those. So, you know, that's a market that, you know, in the future certainly has potential for us. It's just, you know, whether the the dealers and the end users, you know, come to us for those items. And one of your hallmarks with that casual belt is really you, you're, you specialize in one piece leather, right? There's nothing, you know, t- eight to 10 ounce, 10 to 12 ounce. There's nothing in between this leather. It's just straight leather from the hide, right? For almost everything. And now we can add an extra lining of leather. if Somebody wants a thicker belt. Um, but yes, our, uh, you know, when we look at our sewing capabilities and say, you know, here's our light, lightweight sewing. Well, our lightweight sewing is most people's like beyond their heavy sewing. So yes, we're, we're sewing thick leather and, you know, one piece belts, except for things like a bison leather is just not thick and strong enough to uh, stand on its own. So we will put a lining piece behind the bison leather. But for the vast majority of our belts, you can get it one piece, you know, nothing comes apart. It doesn't delaminate. The dye is soaked in. So the finish doesn't come off. It's just a belt that holds up over time. Great. Well, that certainly widens your audience. And certainly, you know, you've got a you've got a, a tremendous audience, too, in the uniform space for just dress belts that can be worn in hospitality, airline industry. I mean, industrial, you've got a lot of different applications you can meet. Yep. And you mentioned logos. Um, we, you know, we will put a logo on the, you know, on a belt, either that if we have a mechanics belt that has a buckle cover or somewhere else on the belt, we can, you know, we, we do a lot of private label as well. So you won't even see the Boston leather name on it. Um, so those, those are things that we do. TJ, what, how would you d- define, I mean, internally, when you have meetings, you talk to, you know, get together and talk, how do you folks define client success or do you really focus on that is it something that comes up we don't specifically say okay this customer you know is, is successful on this certain item but you know we 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 do look at the different the items that people buy and make sure that things are consistent for instance if a large customer all of a sudden stops ordering something they're very consistent with a lot of times what that comes up to is there's a new buyer that's just getting going and they've forgotten about belts And all of a sudden, you know, we bring it up and then they have to catch up back to their normal levels. You know, if we get a new customer, we'll look and, you know, we want them to be successful. So in shipping quickly, our job is to get the customer what they want quickly and the time they want it. And that's our job for them being successful. So it's not it's not a hard formula to try to uh, appease. Right. I mean, you know, it's it's ship on time, ship, you know, ship complete orders and uh just just uh, do things in, in rapid fashion yeah i mean i i always I, I used to do some software training and you know it's the it's a sales cycle of yeah. you know we <laughs> i you know we just say hey send us a po we're gonna ship it quickly we're gonna send you an invoice you're gonna pay the invoice you're gonna sell the product you're gonna make money and you're gonna order more and we just start the process over again we're we're not that smart we, you know, that, that that's our thing, you know, for our customers, there's, there's no drama. There's, you know, uh, it, it, you know, we're a pretty consistent, easy to deal with company. And that's, that's our strength is it's just easy to deal with us. Our phone very rarely rings with, you know, issues, yeah. you know, everybody has customer service issues, but boy, our, our phones do not ring very much at all. I mean, simplicity, you know, there's something to be said for it. And here it is. It's just, uh, it's, it's spelling, uh, 
you know, simplicity loud and clear to your customer base. It's not that hard and you, and you understand that and, and you feed your, um, you know, whole business uh, model into that. And any customer has to appreciate that. I mean, there's not anybody that wouldn't. No, and we, and we, we did find that, you know, there's a certain point of, you know, in the past when we've either, you know, been overwhelmed with orders and gotten behind and shipping date gets to a certain point, then the phone starts to ring. Um, because, you know, people are expecting things in a certain time period. And if they don't get them, they call. And it's been a long time since we've had that issue. And it's amazing how quiet your phones can be if you just take care of the customer and get them what they want when they want it. Isn't that what a what a great statement right there. It's just that's that's the art of the deal right there. Yeah. And uh, so very well, very cool. And I really appreciate you doing that. What you know, what makes you what makes you get out of bed every morning, TJ, and just, you know, get over to the office? What propels you on a daily basis? I think in this I mean, this industry is enjoyable. And I, I'm fortunate enough that I work anywhere from, you know, I'm, I walk around in the factory and develop products and I'll look at a machine if I need to. And if something needs to be done, you know, I have some ideas of improving some processes to, you know, go back in the office and I, you know, I'll talk to customers or end users. And then I go out to the trade shows. Um, I'll go to the end user trade shows, the dealer trade shows, and then vendors for us for, you know, our leather suppliers, our snap suppliers, our buckle suppliers, you know, different fabrics that, you know, aren't things that we use, but we'll, we'll look at. So for me, I have a variety of things that I get to do that I find enjoyable. And, you know, that's what keeps me going because it, it's always interesting. There's always something to learn. You know, all of us have the boring things that we have to do. And for me, it's this time of month, you know, beginning of a month when it's the financial things. And I, not that I dislike them, I wouldn't want to do it for a living, but just like with taking care of a customer, if you just keep everything in order and the way it's supposed to be, then it everything keeps going smoothly and, and we do okay. So, you know, this time of month for me is just keeping all the financial stuff in order. You know, that makes the rest of the month go well. Things take care of themselves pretty nicely uh, when you when you take care of uh, your customers, right? Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's the, that's the whole key. And not, nothing else happens if you're not shipping and taking care of your customer. If they can't make money with your product, then, you know, you're not going to be around. And, and that that's really... You know, if you say what keeps you going, you know, we all want to make money. And, you know, our job as a manufacturer is to make a product that other people are going to make money with. You know, that that, that that's what it comes down to. It's not a service. It's it's a product that, you know, somebody can buy, turn around and, and you know, make a decent margin on. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And just a couple of fun questions before we uh, show our interview up um, being little play on cut and sew there if you don't mind but uh yeah. um uh so as you look at uh the young folks coming up and you 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 know if there's anybody that's uh 18 you know 20 22 they're coming out of high school they're coming out of college what's the best piece of advice you could give that young person to prepare them a little better for the for their career simon Sinek had a who's a motivational speaker had a, had a good quote of you know you're you're not going to get in shape if you go to the gym nine hours in one day. You know, it's going to be over time. You do a little bit each day and at some point you're, you're going to get in shape. Um, it's going to be the same thing at really at whatever age you're at and whatever you want to do is that, you know, it, it's going to take time. But if you just 
do the things that you need to, at some point you're going to get in shape. You're going to get to the point you want to be. It's just going to take time. You have to put the work in. And that's such a key point because, you know, we live in an, uh, in a society that's, that's just packed with instant gratification. And sometimes, you know, we just can't get it. You know, we're not going to be able to get in shape in nine hours a, a day in the, you know, one day in the gym, it's going to take time. I, I ran quite a few marathons and, you know, it's a, it's a 12 to 16 week process. You can't just, you know, jump, jump in there for a week and get ready and then go out and run 26 miles. Same thing with a career. A career is a long thing. It's, it's a, it, an attitude to that uh, you're always looking to improve. So there's this continuous improvement, you know, mindset that you have to have, but to your point, you know, it just um, slow down, go to the gym every day for a little bit, you know, just keep learning and keep growing and things again, just things will take care of themselves. Yes. And, you know, when, especially if you're young, your focus is on, you know, it's just all over the place. You're not focused on one thing. I mean, it's hard to trust what direction you want to go, but it, it, Definitely, it, it does really help to focus on something and pick a direction. And if it's not the right direction, you change. But for a young person, you really want to focus, you do the work and, you know, see if it pays off for you. So TJ, this is kind of a, a fun question, almost a hallmark question for the uh, NAUMD Uniformer podcast. And that's this, you know, this, this whole uniform industry, is this a space to go into for a career that you would recommend to any of your friends, neighbors, family members, um, even kids? Is it, is it, I mean, are, are you that excited about it that you would recommend it? Excited, you know, it, it's not as flashy as AI, but it's a an industry that's been around for a long time. It's very steady and really the opportunities for anybody are there. Do you want to work for million, billion dollar company and do something at the corporate level? You have those opportunities and you have every opportunity from, you know, being an accountant to a designer to, you know, working in the warehouse. There, you know, there's all of that. And you can move down from there to, you know, medium-sized companies and all the way down to a small business if somebody wanted to own a store. Or work at a store. So, you know, the opportunity in our industry is there for pretty much anybody. It's it's a very large industry. It's steady. And for me, you know, you mentioned, you know, what gets you up and going into the office. You know, one of the other things is we are taking care of people who are working. You know, we're, we're not supplying something that's, you know, going to be going to go away in a day. You know, somebody's going into work, they're wearing a uniform yep. and, you know, they're presenting your product and the, you know, all of these other products together into somebody who's going to work. That's, that's who we're supporting. Very well said. And it is, you're, it is a steady industry. You know, that's one of the things I think that really is appealing to is that it, there just is a lot of, uh, you know, even keelness to what we do. And that's, that's a nice thing to, to, you know, go into if you're a young person. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're, I mean, if you want excitement, certainly designing a new uniform that really is either a cutting edge fabric or, you know, some kind of new technology or new design uh, th that is there in this yeah. industry. Very well said. So bostonleather.com is the URL people can find you on. And let's uh, let's just spend a, a couple minutes just, to, you know, tell the folks about your role with NAUMD. Give us, you know, what I mean, what uh, what can we uh, expect? What exciting things can we expect in the next year from NAUMD as well from from your perspective? Well, you know, we, Boston Leather has been a member of NAUMD for 
over 25 years. I've been going to the annual show for 23 years at least, and I am now on the board. And you know, I think the biggest thing to say about any UMD is it is an organization for this industry, and it's always worth going to the show for me and for Boston Leather, and I get more out of it um, than we're putting into it. So that, you know, I think that's the that's the biggest thing for any UMD it's not going to be the only thing you do, um, you know, all year long. And it might even be that you just go to the show once a year and that's where you get your battery recharged for maybe some excitement and some fun and, you know, and, and see the different things that are out there and that are going on in other companies. Yeah. Uh, but it's just a nice, good organization for this industry that keeps us motivated, keeps us going. And is I, in my opinion, is worth it. Now, whether you go to the annual show or just be, you know, become a professional member and get the newsletters and you just keep up on, you know, all the news and what, what the different companies are doing, um, that's just a good way to stay in touch with the industry, know what's going on and, and, and really understand not only your company, but the other companies in the industry. Absolutely. Yeah. Well said. And, you know, the the the, the name change really has, uh, I think, struck a big chord with me, you know, taking that lead off letter N and having it now represent the concept of networking. And it really is yes. truly it's a truly a. An association that is ripe with that networking, those networking possibilities. So yeah, it is, and and you know everybody's willing to help. You know, even you know you're able to reach out to people that you wouldn't meet otherwise, or you sure. there you wouldn't even have a contact with. And if you're part of the organization, and you, you know you look through the list, and there's somebody that you have a question for, they're happy to answer, and they're happy yeah. to talk to you. Thank you so much. And anything else you'd like to to add, or did, or is there anything I forgot to ask you? You'd like to bring up? No, I I, I think anyone should consider NAUMD as as something to join and see if see that you get more information and and more out of it than what you're putting into it, and then you can say yes, it's worth it for me. Well, TJ, thank you so much for your time, folks. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time on the Uniformer. Mm-hmm.